Peace to you. Welcome back to The Naked Truth, and thank you for joining me. Let's pick up where we left off in the book of Isaiah, chapter 15. If you want to read along with me, let's begin with verse 1. Burn against Moab, because in the night, Ar of Moab is laid waste and destroyed. Because in the night, Kerr of Moab is laid waste and destroyed. So, to figure out who we're talking about, the book is called Isaiah. It's a prophet, person in touch with God, and in this verse, he's delivering a prophecy. He's prophesying about an area called Moab. It's an area occupied, it's an area that is, is, exists in modern times. It's on the eastern side of that same Jordan River. And the people, at least according to the Bible, who are the, the originators of that area, the original inhabitants of it, the person named Amon, and um, and uh, of the people, the two brothers who occupied the areas of Ammon and um, and um, and Moab on that side of the Jordan are cousins, basically, of the Israelite people. And we read about how they first started in the Sodom and Gomorrah narrative in Genesis. Although homosexuality sometimes somehow gets the headline of Sodom and Gomorrah, the reality is the most awful things that uh, at least according to by the way it reads to me that happened in the Sodom and Gomorrah narr narrative is uh, are the alcohol alcoholism where there's a dad who gets completely drunk not once but twice and he gets drunk and molests his daughter and gets her pregnant and then gets drunk again the next night and molests his other daughter and gets her pregnant and um, those the progeny the children are the uh, forefathers of that area, according to the Bible. Um, so those are the people. Verse two, he's gone up to the temple in Dabon, to the high places to weep. Moab will wail over Nebo and over Medeba. On all their heads will be baldness and every beard cut off. So as always, please forgive me if I mispronounce any of these, but these are the different areas in that area. They're like cities basically in the area in that country of Moab. And the prophecy is saying that all those areas, all the people in those areas are going to be mourning. They're going to have a hard time. Um, and the beard being cut off like we read before, that's usually shown as a sign of disgrace. Like in modern times, people, a lot of people who are religious zealots, especially in different parts of the world, like the Middle East, believe in the beard on the man and all of that stuff is, is, a, necessi is a necessity. And if it's shaved, it's a shame. Um, so that's what's being forecast. Verse 3, in their streets, they will clothe themselves with sackcloth. And on the tops of their houses and in their streets, everyone will wail, weeping bitterly. So Isaiah's seeing terrible things happening from Moab that everyone's going to be mourning. And that's what the sackcloth is about. It's about mourning. It's like when you wear blackout before a funeral or when someone passes away. Verse 4. Eshbon and Elale will cry out. Their voice shall be heard as far as Jahaz. Therefore, the armed soldiers of Moab will cry out. His life will be burdensome to him. So, uh, Isaiah is saying even the soldiers, the military uh, members, are going to be in distress in that time and going to basically be um, wishing for death rather than life. Just like our revelation says, people are going to be seeking death and this death is going to be fleeing from them. It'd be like people who want a mercy killing in plain English. 
verse fifth, verse five, my heart will cry out for Moab. His fugitives shall flee to Zoar like a three-year-old heifer. For by the ascent of Luhith, they will go up with weeping. And in the way of name, they will raise up a cry of destruction. So um, it's talking about the, uh, Isaiah seeing the mourning sweeping across their nation of um, losses and um, and death. And that's what the mourning is about. Um, there's a footnote next to the three-year-old's heifer. And it says the third eaglath, um, but it doesn't have any other word. Meaning that's in some, I guess, in the scriptures, in the manuscripts, in the manuscripts. Um, wait, uh, so it's saying by the footnote that it's actually an unknown city. Uh, the third eaglath is what the three-year-old heifer is a reference to. Um, and it's, they're saying also in the footnote, there's a, a, a passage you can compare, compare it to, a verse you can compare it to. Jeremiah 48, 34 says, believe that that's, I guess, a reference to another place where this third three-year-old heifer or the third eaglet is mentioned. Um, what it means, I don't exactly know. The overall tenor of the verse and this so far, this chapter, seems to be uh, death, dying, and mourning for Moab and the losses that they're going to be uh, dealing with. Verse 6, For the waters of Nimrim will be desolate, for the green grass has withered away. The grass fails, there's nothing green. So not only are uh, the people dying, um, at least in the prophecy, also agriculturally they will suffer that they're won't, so I, when the grass dies, I mean, you're, means they're not able to have agriculture. You're not able to feed people. Um, verse 7, therefore the abundance they gain and what they have laid up, they will carry away to the brook of the willows. So um, either the people of Moab who have stockpiled um, sort of a doomsday, doomsday prepper type thing where they stockpile a whole bunch of things for a rainy day. It seems the prophecy is saying all of the abundance that they have gained and laid up is going to be carried away. Um, either uh, the brook of the willows, either it's going to be carried away by them, presumably if they're taken into captivity, or more likely it'll be carried away uh, by their enemies when they're plundered, and the enemy's going to be the one carrying it away. But that's just my guess. Let's keep reading. Verse 8. For the cry has gone all around the borders of Moab. It's wailing to Eglaim, and it's wailing to Beer Elim. So um, Isaiah is saying the mourning, the loss, the death, the suffering is going to spread all the way across the country of Moab uh, from city to city. Verse 9, for the waters of Deman will be full of blood, because I will bring more upon Deman, lions upon him who escapes from Moab, and on the remnant of the land. So there's a couple of footnotes in this verse. Also, Jaman, it says from the Masora, um, it can also, um, and the Dead Sea Scrolls, actually, it's um, mentioned in both, and it's mentioned as Rimon instead of Dimon. Um, so uh, probably just an error in translation or something along over the years. Um, and it looks like there's another footnote. Let's see. And it's the same footnote. So basically, um, the prophecy of verse 9 of this whole chapter is that Moab is in for some trouble, some mourning, 
and a whole lot of loss. Um, and I think, if I remember right, I guess we'll see, God willing, as we keep reading through the other chapters of the Bible, those things probably did happen. Moab probably did end up getting conquered also by um, invading forces. But I don't know for sure. I guess we'll see, God willing. That was the last verse in this chapter, so that's where we end this reading. As always, thank you for joining me for the Naked Truth. Hope it's a blessing for you. I hope you'll join me again. Love you, and see you next time. Oh, and the verse of the day, passage of the day, is John 14, 21. It's red letters. It's John 14, 21, and it is, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him. And manifest myself to him. John 14, 21. And the significance of that passage verse to me is as Jesus like letting us know, because it's red letters, Jesus is quote, letting us know what's important um, to God, to Jesus, and exhibiting our faith and any um showing our faith, showing that we actually love God, that we love God by showing we love Jesus. And how do we show that? It's by keeping his commandments, his words, the red letters, the whole point of naked truth. That's why that verse stands out to me. And that's why it's one of the ones I meditate on regularly. Thank you again. Love you. See you next time. Peace be with you.